1: Hello, everyone. It's me, Peter. Before we start the podcast, which we'll start in a minute, just want to update you guys that Chris Bryant did sign a seven year, $182 million deal with the Colorado Rockies. Now, we'll analyze it, of course, on Friday's episode, but I'd like to leave you with a tweet from our guy, Ryan Finkelstein, which you can find at Finkelstein Ryan on Twitter. Quote 13 months ago, The Colorado Rockies traded Nolan Arenado to get out of paying the remaining $199 million on his contract. Now they signed Chris Bryant to a deal that is only $17 million less than that. Explain how this makes sense. On Friday, we're going to attempt to try and explain how that makes sense because right now, I have no idea. Let's get to the show. Yeah!
0: Or madness. And I'm not talking about the college basketball right now. We talk about the college basketball often, but today is Thursday, March 17th. We're recording on Wednesday, March 16th uh, at two in the afternoon. So chances are uh, Correa is going to sign his one year, $95 million deal with the Milwaukee Brewers very soon. Yes. Um, but we had a lot of stuff happen very early in the morning. This is like free agent frenzy part four, five this part week for four. us. Part four, Monday, was absolute lunacy. It seemed
1: like half of the available free agents signed. Then we had a Matt Olson extension day and Andrew McCutcheon signing with the Brewers and Heath Hembry signing with the Pirates. Perfect. Yeah. You forget about the Pirates. And that's all we had. And then we wake up this morning, bang, 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 in the span of two hours. And I feel like we're just going to get more coming in later today. It's It's crazy.
0: Yeah, so the big one, obviously, Stephen Brault is a Chicago Cub. That's massive. That's
1: the big one. Um, the other ones we'll talk about, but Stephen Brault to the Cubs,
0: earth-shattering stuff. I think he's a man of the theater. Like, I think he was the lead in a play or something. Like, there's something musical and musical theater-oriented about him. Um, I could Wikipedia, but I don't want to take time on this podcast to do that. Uh, I can do that in my free time if I so choose. So let's actually start with the big thing, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, Oakland is continuing their teardown Matt Chapman the platinum glover is sent to Toronto to create the Thanos of baseball for Kevin Smith Gunnar Hogland, Zach Logue and Kirby Sneed this was a fleecing by Toronto who has two full years of control of Matt Chapman was it a fleecing that, that yeah. that's your opinion why do you think it's such a fleecing? because I don't think Kevin Smith is that good yeah I think Hogland can be good, but I think his ceiling was a fine three. Also coming off TJ. Uh huh. Zach Logue and Kirby Sneed are meh. They're organizational fillers, they're also older
1: right? That was where I was a little bit confused that you got a 25 year old and a 27 year old pitcher. Gunnar Hogland is 21. He's going to turn 22. And Kevin Smith, also another guy, 25 years old. These are MLB ready pieces. And, you know, once that trade went off, the just baseball group chat started going wild. And Aram had the point that the A's are looking for more MLB ready type players because maybe of the new move, maybe the A's are moving to Vegas, that new stadium 2024-2025. But my thought is, will the A's be competing then? I know they might be opening up a new stadium, and that's, of course, speculation, but you'd think that they'd want to be diving into the 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-olds in the complex league and the rookie ball and grabbing some of those guys, because the window is not now. So that's why I I would say that maybe it's not a fleecing because Matt Chapman is coming off an injury. I hope that he's going to be good. And then I think we're assuming because, you know, it's a hip thing with Matt Chapman has a year to um, heal obviously from that. Then he comes back slugs 500 again, like he did every other year before last year that could happen, or this could be the Matt Chapman that we're seeing. So Hard to call it a fleecing yet, depending on what we see from Matt Chapman. But we do remember that the last time the Blue Jays traded for the A's third baseman, he won an MVP the next year. That's Josh Donaldson. Yeah, so, that was
0: like Donaldson for Brett Laurie in another piece that turned yeah. into anything. Yeah, that was horrible. That was um, they, So I don't really know what the A's are doing right now. Obviously, I don't know what they're doing because they're trading all their best players, right? They they trade Olson, they trade Bassett, they trade Chapman. By all accounts, it sounds like Manaya and Montes are next out the door. I don't think they should even hold on to Sean Murphy at that time. I think they should just let him go. Um, with Olson, the main pieces back were Shay Langoliers, who is close to MLB ready as a catcher, who might be good, might be good. But like, do you see a top ten catcher in baseball in Shay Langoliers? Top ten catcher? See, it's hard. You can't That's say hard. anything. With I can't conviction. say that. Christian Pache, that. we don't think, is a very good prospect.
1: I think Shailen Lears is better than Christian Pache. Yes, and that's okay. that's, that's a crazy hot take, depending on rankings, because you might see Christian Pache in top twenty rankings, and oh, Shaling Lears not even making the top hundred. But that's that's where I'm at, and I assume that's where you're at too. He can't hit, can't hit. Shailen Lears can
0: hit, and he can play a great defensive catcher as well. He can't hit, so I'm looking at the main return here. The main return is Gunnar Hogland, who might be a three, but is coming off of Tommy John. And then Kevin Smith, who is an older, meh, middle infield prospect. Aram did say that
1: Hoglin might be a top 100 guy on the next update, that he's, he's really in that good. sort of range. He could be really good, yes.
0: He was very, very good at Ole Miss. Uh, we'll see what he's looking at. But then you look at the Bassett deal. They get a ground ball guy. Granted, a really good ground ball guy, but a ground ball guy back in JT Ginn. So you had a lot of talent. Yeah. I don't think they're getting the best bang for their buck here. I don't think so either.
1: I think the Reds did a better job than yes. they did, right? Yes. The Reds have done a much better job than the Oakland A's have. I mean, remember, I mean, Matt Matt Chapman is the star, and of course, Matt Olsen. And, but, like, if Matt Olson got that and Matt Chapman got that, what do you think the A's are going to get for Frankie Montas or Sean Murphy? And we've heard that the Royals are now aggressively pursuing Frankie Montas as well. They want to add the A's starter, but they still have Sean I of course. I think the A's were planning to have this enormous prospect haul, you know, have their farm system shoot right back up into the top 5 or maybe even, you know, if you're trading away your whole team, your your prospect system should be in the top 3 if you're trading away like 6 or 7 MLB ready stars,
0: but I don't think it's going to be. So the White Sox want one of them. The White Sox want Manaya yep. or Montes. Kansas City really wants Montes. Um, I don't know if they really want Mania, but the White Sox, mm-hmm. I think, are a better fit for Mania because you just need a lefty with Rodon out of the rotation. Uh, anything to get at Kid Kaiki out of the rotation. I don't need Dallas Keiko in, in the starting rotation for a team that can actually win the World Series. So uh, if you can get Mania and just kick Keiko to the curb, that would be best case scenario. So both those guys are going to be on the move. Both those guys are going to get solid returns, but I don't know what the return looks like here. Like, if you were going to go get Sean Maniah as the White Sox, would it be something like Sheets and a pitcher like Sheets and Andrew Dahlquist? Like, that's not, that doesn't move the needle for A's fans. Sean Mania is not that great. He's a
1: solid starter, but he's also, we talked about it yesterday with Arm, weirdly old, like 29, 30 years old, Sean Maniah is. I don't think it's going to be that expensive. Frankie Montas is really the key and Sean Murphy are really the keys in how they're going to get back the best prospects because those Sean Murphy, 26 year old catcher, really solid catcher at that Frankie Montas, same story with him, but Sean and is not going to get a lot. So you better hit a home run in a Sean Murphy or Frankie Montas trade, because Sean and I, I agree with you, not going to move the needle that much.
0: No, um, Montas, I don't even know if you're going to move the needle that much because Montas is already like 29 years old. Low key,
1: he's a little bit older.
0: Is he 29? I thought he was 28. 28,
1: 29, same deal, right? Still, yeah, he's he's deceptively old as well. Not as old as Mania, but deceptively old.
0: Yeah, uh, Murphy, I think, should be the next one to go because you're going to get a really good return for Murphy. You just got your catcher of the future with... Langoliers and you can move Soderstrom away from the catching position he was never a catcher he's a first baseman just put him at that, first that's why I think the Yankees are kind of squaring up
1: for a deal for Sean Murphy and maybe one of those starting pitchers because remember the A's could use a first baseman maybe Luke Voigt could they use Glaber Torres and then will be ready talent they've also been they love Oswald Peraza the Yankees second best shortstop prospect to um, Anthony Volpe you know, there's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of different areas, but I think the Yankees with the platoon of Higashioka and the guy that they got from Minnesota, that's not going to cut say it his as name. a
0: starting shortstop. Say his name. Ben Rortfitt. Yeah, Rortfitt. Okay. I just wanted you to say his name because it's bad.
1: I liked, uh, I liked, uh, um, Colby had a good text that I said, someone asked in our group chat, who's going to be the opening day catcher for the Yankees. And I said, a platoon between backups he combined them. You know how we did Dick Monfort or who knows? Dick, Dick Monfort is an actual owner of the Rockies. Well, we who did Dick, 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 Dick Walkton. Dick Walkton. Walkton. Yeah. <laughs> For the guys with Rich Hill and Michael Walker on the Red Sox and James Paxton. Yeah. Dick Walker. Or
0: Gashioka. That's Fort the name. Gashi-o- Gashioka. That's horrible. Horrible. I mean, God. that's just not going to move the needle at all. That's not even real. And I think if Peraza is a headliner, you can go get Montes and Murphy in the same deal. There obviously the needs to be might more be pieces. In that deal. Yeah. But you know, Peraza, like I think has to be in that deal and he can get two for the same deal done. Uh, Yankees did go get their first baseman though. Can I throw one at you?
1: Peraza, before we move on to the Yankees' new first baseman, Peraza, Voight, and Luis Medina for Montes (laughs) and Sean Murphy. I wonder if that would get it done. You might need another prospect. Might need another prospect. But if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm doing that deal.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely, but if you have to throw in another prospect.
1: Depends on who that prospect is.
0: Yeah. I don't know, and I'm not going to throw a name at you right now, but I I could see something along those lines with somebody else that is enticing. Get it done for the both of them. But they did just sign their first baseman in free agency. Anthony Rizzo, two years, $32 million. For what Rizzo is now, it feels like an overpay.
1: Does it? Two years, 32, didn't seem that bad to me. For example, I mean, he's not to the level of Kyle Schwarber, obviously, right now. But Kyle Schwarber signed for four years, 79 million as well. And I know we're going to talk about him later. But two years, 32 million for a first baseman who's still great defensively, still has really good bat-to-ball skills, could hit you 20 home runs in Yankee Stadium on a full season, good leader, good clubhouse guy. And he wants to be in New York, too. And he was certainly not the problem for the Yankees last year. I don't see it as an overpay, especially because it's
0: such a short contract. I actually thought it was a kind of a good signing for the Yankees. He hit 248 with a 743 OPS and 22 homers in 141 games last year. Do you think he's going to be worse at Yankee Stadium because
1: remember some of that was with Chicago and he did perform pretty well with the Yankees.
0: He hit 248 in 92 games with the Cubs, he hit 249 in 49 games with the Yankees. He had a worse OPS in New York than he did in Chicago, 792 compared to 768. As somebody that really wants to see Rizzo succeed again, um Uh, like I would I would like to see him get back up to 280 290 like I know we can be but Anthony Rizzo is about to turn 33 years old this year 33 and 34 age seasons not too bad not bad um now here's something else that you got to factor in uh Aaron Judge is also in this boat here New York City is being screwed right now Kyrie Irving is being absolutely screwed and like I uh, I'm Okay, pro-vax, pro like I'm pro-vaccination for sure, but this New York City mandate is just stupid right now, prohibiting these athletes who are not vaccinated to play. But if opening day rolls around and this vaccine mandate is not lifted in New York City, the guy that you just signed for $32 million in Anthony Rizzo can't be your opening day first baseman, which kind of sucks. That's a wrinkle there. I don't think that should prohibit you from signing them I don't think that should be a non-starter because I think that mandate should be lifted and will be lifted eventually but you have to factor that in that you might be playing with a temporary player for the first I part of the be, year
1: I will be perfectly honest this is the first I'm hearing that Anthony Rizzo
0: does not have his vaccine really
1: it's the first I'm hearing of
0: this I was making the Tony Novak's jokes at the end of last year I thought he might have had it by now nah, no I know I don't think so I think he's anti-vax. Aaron Judge is. Uh, Aaron Judge doesn't have the vaccine either. I knew that. You still got to extend him though. Still got to extend
1: him because he's amazing. Yes. New York <laughs> City is getting screwed. Kyrie Irving not being able to play but being able to sit courtside without a mask is weird. Makes no sense. And the guys can attend the games but then can't play in the games. That doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah, get your vaccine. If you don't, you don't. But the MLB players, it has nothing to do with the listeners or us. It has to do with the players. And and the matter of fact is, if they don't get the vaccine, they
0: won't play, um, especially at home in New York City. So I'm going to throw you two lineups, and you tell me how much better the Jays lineup is than the Yankees. Okay? Uh, The Yankees lineup, Anthony Rizzo at first, maybe leading off Anthony Rizzo. Aaron Judge in right. John Carlos Stanton is the DH. Josh Donaldson at third. Joey Gallo in left. Gleber Torres at second. Aaron Hicks in center. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at short. Ben Rortvedt, Kyle Higashioka as the catcher. Not not that bad. You tweeted out the Jays' starting lineup, and let me pull that up real quick. Dact. Stack. Uh, the Jays' starting lineup, per at Peter Apple twenty three on Twitter, is George Springer in center, Bo Bichette at short, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at first, Teoscar Hernandez as the DH, Lourdes Goriel Jr. as the left fielder, Matt Chapman as the third baseman, Randall Gritchik in right, Kevin Biggio at second, Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk as the catcher, and then you look at the starting rotations, and you've got Garrett Cole, one of the best pitchers on the planet for New York, as the ace. Luis Severino apparently looks really good right now. So he's the two Montgomery is the three who are the four and five
1: for the Yankees. Yeah. We were forgetting like Luis heel, Nestor Cortez, Jamison tile. they just got, they have a ton of, they just, they have like seven arms and I don't think they've come to a conclusion on
0: who's the first five. So the Jays have Barrios as the one Gosman is the two um, Manoa as the three Kikuchi is the four. Ryu is the five better the blue jays are better than the yankees As but like how much is the big question
1: they're better i don't know if they're tons better but they're better and they're they're probably the number one team in the american league east right now maybe the rays i mean the rays don't even have to add anybody and they'll just still figure out a way to be on top but if we're talking about on paper the blue jays have the best team in the american league east and the Blue Jays are aggressively pursuing Jose Ramirez to play second base this year. If they do that, they are the favorites in the entire sport. Yes. I I am so with you there.
0: They but bypass the Dodgers. But doubtful that they actually do it, right? Doubtful. It's more likely that the Dodgers go and get Freddie Freeman than I would say so. The the Blue Jays going to get Jose Ramirez. Yes. Um Next one I want to go over is one that you mentioned in passing four years, 79 for Kyle Schwarber to Philly. Uh, Schwarber is a thumper. He adds another bat to a team that needed bats. You've got somebody to protect Bryce Harper now. And I love this deal. Again, you called the Rizzo deal a bit expensive. Is this not a bit expensive? Four years
1: 79 million, or are you just
0: trying to it bag is. on the
1: Yankees because I'm on the podcast?
0: No, uh, I would absolutely bag on the Phillies if I thought this was a bad deal. And yes, I don't think is. it's a bad deal. I just think we need to be we need to be unbiased journalists here.
1: I because think Schwarber if Rizzo two for 32 is some overpay and Schwarber 4 for 79
0: is 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 a great deal. Come on. I think Schwarber is. Way more valuable than Rizzo is at this juncture. Schwarber's not gonna play any defense. Yeah, but he can play left field.
1: How good. He he's slotted good. in as the DH right now. Like they still have Adam Hazley in left. Like I, I was just watching MLB Network like an hour ago. Schwarber's gonna be the DH, and Hazley's still in left field. So they so you just paid 79 million for a DH for four years. Yeah, but he's a really good DH now. He's a very good DH and I like it for the Phillies. I predicted Schwarber to the Phillies, but 4 years 79 felt like a lot, but he's still a thumper. I agree. He can still rake. I'm not I'm not disservicing the
0: Phillies. I just want us to be, you know, equal. Yeah. You know what they should absolutely do is go sign Chris Bryant right now.
1: Right now. They need an outfielder still or Conforto. Go get Conforto. Either one of those guys Castellanos is still available, but you can't get Castellanos after getting Schwarber, especially if you have Phillies, you're just saying (laughs) we will not play any defense. We don't care about defense. Don't care. Can we have two DHs? They just got Schwarber and they need defense so bad. That's why four years 79 felt a little much to me, but they do need that
0: bat. So at least for next year, great move right there the price of winning i like yes. the move um i think he could be good for the entirety of the deal i think he can give you 30 homers each of the next four years yeah mm, yeah i think that's a little bit younger powerful. than rizzo yeah he is cubs the former team that had anthony rizzo kyle Schwaber, and chris bryant just signed seya suzuki what does this say? Five years, $85 million. There was a $15 million posting fee. He's making 17 million bucks a year. There is a full no trade clause in this five-year deal for a guy that has never played stateside, according to Ken Rosenthal. That scares the living shit out of me.
1: It, it's it's definitely scary, but if we're talking about Seiya Suzuki, I wrote a full article, again, detailing what, he looks like coming over from the mpb i want to just read you his stats coming over from 2016 through 2021 this six-year stretch was frankly unbelievable 317 420 on base 586 slugging with an ops over a thousand 177 home runs 77 stolen bases and he walked Almost as much as he struck out. He hit at least 325 times with a WRC plus north of 184 times. So he's going to be a corner outfielder. And for example, guys like Shogo Akiyama, Yoshi Tutsugo came over. They weren't even close to the amount of production that Seiya Suzuki had. For example, just in their last year, Seiya Suzuki hit 38 bombs had an OPS near 1,100. Tetsugo, OPS under 900. Shogo Akiyama, under 875. This is a much better player. But the funny thing is, a lot of publications, like even I wrote the article, I, I predicted five years, 50 million. Like MLB trade rumors had five for 55. Fangraph said four for 48. That's where we thought the contract would be. So that's what was the most shocking thing that they gave him 70 million. But I think that goes to show how much potential Seiya Suzuki has, because if you look at their stats side-by-side, Seiya Suzuki and Hideki Metsui almost identical stats coming. What did Hideki Matsui do? One World Series, won a World Series MVP, hit 280 basically his entire time stateside with 25 bombs and 100 RBIs every single year. That's what we could be seeing from a 27-year-old outfielder when most of the guys are defensive liabilities or older. Or So I thought it was a great move for the Cubs.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at track record, right? You say Akiyama, um, you, you say some other guys who have come over recently, Kohei Arihara, right? They don't come over with the success that Suzuki comes over with. And they didn't get signed to big deals like the one that Suzuki just got signed to. Shohei Otani's a different beast. I don't want to talk about Otani. But when you look at the two recent big deals like this, for Japanese players coming over from Nippon Professional Baseball, which is the second best professional baseball league in the world. In the, the world. The two most recent notable signings that were for big money out of Japan are Yu Darvish, who worked out really well for Texas, and Masahiro Tanaka, who I know there were some flaws. I know he was in a toxic market, but he worked out, all things told, really well for the Yankees. Really well. Really well.
1: There is there is success that comes over from these guys that on the hitting side, that's what you're saying, not as much, but this is a far better hitter than what we've seen come over from the MPB.
0: Like, even I'll, I'll just read you. Let me see. Do I have? He was the best hitter in the league. I'll give you last year's numbers for Seiya Suzuki.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Last year's numbers 132 games. He hit 317 with a 433 OBP. So that's more than a 100 point jump from batting average to OBP. He had an OPS at 1,073. That's just shy of 1,100 with the OPS. He hit 38 bombs in 132 games. He walked 87 times. He struck out 88 times. This guy has good bat to ball. He's got pop. I don't think 38 translates into 38. I think 38 translates into 25 to 28. I think even 25, 20 to
1: 25, like even a decumet. So he hit 50 home runs in his last year and came over and hit around 28 home runs. So I see 20 to 25 home runs for the guy, for a guy like, Suzuki. sign me up for two seventy yeah. with 25 homers. Oh, and he's going to steal you a couple of bags too. He stole a bunch of bases. He, he wasn't very efficient though, but he's got speed. He's just a really good athlete. Like he won three golden gloves in right field. In the mpb as well but then again he's not a crazy crazy great defender but at least you know you're getting a serviceable to above average defender and just to recap on Seiya suzuki versus hideki Matsui, like these are their careers Seiya suzuki career in the mpb 316 415 572 slugging 987 ops 170 wrc plus hideki matsui 304 413 5.82, 9.96 OPS, 168 WRC+. plus, Almost identical. Comparable. Super comparable. I mean, the stats, they don't lie. And, uh, you know, that's why, but I thought he was really going to go to the Red Sox. You know, he follows the Red Sox on social media. Xander Bogarts is apparently his favorite player. He has the really close connection with Koji Uihara, who again was a former Red Sox, but he's on the Cubs. And the Cubs were not a team that was in on Seah, or at least not from the reports, and they nabbed him.
0: Well, Max Sayad just signs with the MLB executive offices because he's just following, he's following the Theo Epstein track right now. Red Sox to the Cubs to the MLB front office. That's exactly what he's going to be. It's going to be with um, Mike
1: Schilt. He's going to join him as well.
0: Atlanta just got the NLCS MVP again. Eddie Rosario, two years, $18 million with a club option for 2024. Rosario is a very nice, complimentary piece to this Braves roster good signing. They got him back. He's clutch for them. Obviously worked mesh with the clubhouse. Good signing for them with what Anthopoulos just did with Olsen and signing him to the extension. Is this guy becoming like a top five executive in baseball might be the best or one of the best. I mean, there's the far there's
1: Farhan. This is the upper tier Farhan Zaidi, Andrew Friedman, Eric Neander and Stearns. Alex Anthopoulos. Better than Preller. Better than Preller. Better than Cashman.
0: Better. Rick than Hahn
1: is up there. Rick Hahn is up there. Rick Hahn is up there. But the White Sox haven't had that same level of success yet.
0: Right. I mean, Anthopolis just traded for four outfielders and won a World Series with the Bad and News Bears. a job the with the outfield. Blue Jays, too. Remember the R.A. Dickey trade? Yeah. Uh, Noah Syndergaard?
1: Oh, God. can do something he's a good he's a great executive and if you look at their payroll too they have the most studly cast of characters not over the luxury tax not even close
0: no not even I mean eight years 100 for Acuna and then seven years for 35 for Albies and then eight for 168 for Matt Olson. That's a deal. That's a deal. Freddie Freeman was looking for
1: five for 150. I mean, he basically just got a younger 27 year old Matt Olson for eight years at age 27 versus Freddie Freeman at age 32 for six for like the same amount of money. It's not even close. Braves have been killing and they've also signed Colin McHugh. They added another bullpen arm today. They're rolling. Yeah, how about McHugh going to Atlanta? Did you guys talk about that yesterday? We talked about it yesterday, but great signing. One of great the best relievers signing. available on,
0: on the free agent market. And they nabbed him for a year. Adding him to Matsick, Minter, Jackson, and Smith. Locked down. Jesse Chavez. Oh no, Jesse Chavez is gone. He's a cub. He's a cub.
1: Great deal for the Cubs.
0: Yeah. I don't Man. know.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm trying to be optimistic.
0: Yeah, I you know what? I'm trying to talk myself into Suzuki bit by bit um because it it scares me you know like when when the idea of him signing with somebody else was out there I was like oh yeah he's gonna be a star and then he comes to Chicago and I create this doomsday scenario where I'm like wait he could come over and just flub because we don't really know it's like you know grabbing Kristaps Porzingis fourth overall in the draft it's I
1: I know and then there was on on draft night it is certainly a lottery ticket but the good thing is that, you know, at least offensively, and the stats show this, this is the best to come over in a very long time. Yeah. And we're not really counting Sho- Shohei Ohtani because he's just a freaking missile from Mars. Like we, we have no idea if he was even born on this planet. We don't
0: know for sure. You know, we don't know for sure if, if Shohei Ohtani was born on Earth. We yeah. Don't. I, I actually didn't know that the Martians were developing nuclear weaponry. Uh, missile from as, Mars. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Missile from Mars. Missile for Mars. Are they part of NATO? <laughs> the Tigers signed <laughs> Andrew Chafin <laughs> to two years, $13 million. Good
1: deal for the Tigers. Everybody wanted him. Tigers got him. Andrew Chafin. We've been giving him away to basically every team on our GM episodes. And there he goes. Andrew Chafin to the Detroit Tigers.
0: But what if he has like a 4-8 ERA? Very possible. Very possible. <laughs> I'd say borderline likely. No, not borderline likely. It's a
1: borderline likely. Got a good slider. Okay, he's got a good haircut.
0: Got a good haircut. Got a good head on his shoulders. He's joyful. He's plump. He is. He's 6'2", 235. He's from Kettering, Ohio. So getting back to the Midwest, this guy's career ERA three three zero. All right. Um, hey, what you smoking on four eight eight. He had a three seven six ERA across seventy seven outings with Arizona. He had a six seven five in twenty sixteen, but he's been consistently pretty solid.
1: Yeah, don't sleep on my boy. Tiger's got a good one.
0: Ah, Tiger's got a pretty good one. All right, um, that should help. We're done with the signings for the meantime. Let's get to injuries because this was a brutal day. I mean, you had the Tatis and the Pete Alonso news come out. Thankfully, Pete Alonso doesn't look like he's going to miss any time. That was far and away the scariest injury to hear about. Um, but let's start with Tatis because Fernando Tatis Jr. underwent surgery yesterday morning to prepare a break in his left wrist. Um, he admitted to falling off of his motorcycle multiple times this offseason, according to Kevin AC, the San Diego Union Tribune. So you've got a $340 million man who you just poured money into as a 22 year old, and he's falling off of a motorcycle multiple times in the same offseason. I think I'd put the kibosh on the motorcycle.
1: So I went on a pretty big rant yesterday, just, you know, talking about him being the face of baseball and, you know, how he shouldn't be doing this. But then again, like, who am I to tell a player to what they're supposed to do in their off time? But the matter of the fact is that you're riding motorcycles in the, in an off season and you have to say which one obviously being somewhat reckless, but What we're talking about here is a broken wrist that's going to keep him out until the middle of June. And what this does, I think it's getting A.J. Preller ready to make a big move. We've seen them in on Freddie Freeman. We've seen them in on Nick Castellanos, Michael Conforto. They were in on Schwarber as well. It's clear that Preller is feeling the pressure, and I think he's going to make a big splash.
0: He could. Um, Yeah, you and Aram were talking about that yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think Aram said, yeah, he thinks he thinks that Preller is going to strike like now. Um, I floated the idea of like having a stopgap after we learned about the Tatis news. I floated the idea to you about Nick Ahmed or someone like that, just like yeah. getting him over there, buying yourself three months. But they got to win like right now. I've also seen them now in on Chris Bryant,
1: possibly making Chris Bryant the third baseman, Manny Machado the short the shortstop. Stop. Yeah. It's, it's hard because you have
0: Hosmer and Will Myers as sitting ducks on They that gotta team. trade them. They just have to get rid of
1: that somehow. Like almost trade them for free. Not Myers. Myers, you can get maybe something. Hosmer, you gotta basically just put Luis Campusano with him and just send him for anything.
0: But who's gonna pick that up?
1: I don't know. That's the problem. Maybe the Red Sox miss out on. You know, that doesn't Freeman. make any sense. They're they're waiting for Tristan Costas, and they got Bobby Dalbeck, but maybe. But that doesn't seem like a Heim
0: Bloom move, does it? But homecoming in Kansas City. Kansas City just shed about eight and a half million bucks with Mike Miner. They went Mike Miner for Amir Garrett straight up to go down $9 million. Do you think
1: the Padres are desperate enough to attach like a CJ Abrams to a Hosmer Fuck in order no. to get an actual package? No, God, no. no. no.
0: That's I'm a conversation maybe, that
1: I'm saying like get an actual package, like a big package, but like Hosmer goes with them to Kansas city. I don't know.
0: Now, nah, like that's a conversation you got to have with ownership um, to yeah. see if they're willing to eat the Hosmer money. But like, if I'm AJ Preller, I'm sitting there like anybody, but CJ. I know that's anybody. the only thing that I'm saying, like to
1: get rid of that contract It's probably the worst in sports. I'm just thinking the only way to get rid of it. Like the, I don't think they'd want it. They don't want to trade Robert Hassel either. And Mackenzie Gore, depending on the team you talk about. What's his value? What's his value? So that's what I'm saying. It it might have to be Hassel, or if we're just talking about the Royals here, because the Royals have MJ Melendez, and they have obviously Salvi, I don't think they'd also take Campusano. They might, but that just seems like that doesn't really fit with them. But then again, they have Bobby Wood Jr. and C.J. Abrams, but where's C.J. Abrams going to play? So there's a lot of moving parts here. And this is all speculation, of course, too, with the Hosmer and the back to Kansas City.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, how about this? Breaking news from MLB Trade Rumors. Red Sox signed Dan Altavia to a two-year minor league deal. Red Sox are in. That happened. Uh, another injury, this one for the Red Sox. Chris Sale has a stress fracture in his rib cage. He will miss several weeks. He will not be ready for opening day per Alex Spear of the Boston Globe. That sucks for a guy coming back from Tommy John. So if the Red Sox don't get Freddie Freeman,
1: they're kind of getting screwed. They're kind of getting screwed right now. Sale goes down with an injury. They don't get the Seah Suzuki. They don't get Kyle Schwarber. Chris Bryant never really made a lot of sense for them. Maybe Conforto is still in the cards, but they've kind of gotten a lot of hammers that they were connected to, and they didn't get all of them. I'm curious to see what the Red Sox are going to do for at the
0: end of this week. We got to remember what they did before the lockout. Michael Waka, James Paxton. Oh, hammers. Dick Walkton. Shit. Uh, Shit. Jack Flaherty says that his right shoulder has been bothering him all offseason long. He stayed true to the lockout. He didn't tell anybody with the Cardinals until the lockout was lifted. And he was like, oh, by the way, guys, the past 99 days, I've been a nervous wreck because my shoulder hurts. That's not good for the St. Louis
1: Cardinals, because what is the Cardinals biggest issue? starting pitching. And I know Cardinals fans are all over our TikTok, all of our Instagram, sending us a ton of love. Like, where is Trevor stories coming here? Is Carlos Correa coming here? Who's, who's the shortstop that's coming here? It seems increasingly evident that they will roll with Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa. They need a starting pitcher. Adam Wainwright, 40 years old. We love Wainwright. Wainwright could have another season like he did last year. None of us would be shocked, but he is 40 years old. Steven Matz, good signing, but a guy who has not been able to stay healthy his entire career. Miles Michaelis, another guy, not been able to stay healthy his entire career. And Dakota Hudson has almost no major league experience. But that's not to say Dakota Hudson can't pitch. He can in limited experience. He has looked good, but he just doesn't have the track record of eating 150 to 200 innings in any season. So this is
0: not good for the Cardinals. For the love of God. Go get Frankie Montas, you buffoons. They should have gone Bassett. They shouldn't have let him go to the Mets because
1: that wasn't that big of a deal. They should have gotten Bassett already. You need some velo in that starting rotation. True, you need some hummers. Go get 98. Yeah, go get Montas. Or, I mean, there's no way Luis Castillo's getting traded for no. the Mets. No, so, yeah, no, no. no way, no. And they'd have to give up Gorman or or um, Libertor or Walker, and they wouldn't give they up to Do that either. So that's, you're limiting yourself Cardinals. You're saying those three guys are untradeable, basically capping yourselves at any legit free agent starter. And then they've already said that they're not going to go ahead and, or excuse me, not trade piece for a starter. And then they're not going to sign the big shortstop.
0: So they're basically just not going to do anything. Let's try and get John mozellock in into zoom right now. So we can tell him that we don't think Gorman's that good. I mean, he is good, but he's not an untradeable lock to be an all star. He's not a lock to be good.
1: I think he's a lock to be pretty good. He can't hit velo. That's not a good sign. Major (laughs) League Baseball is velo. Like that. That's what big league ball is. Stay optimistic. No, but I can't just be optimistic and wrong. Like
0: you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) you can be optimistic as long as it's just like, listen, I'll get to the point where I'm, I'm, Factually in the weeds, but when I'm yeah. factually just wrong, I can't yeah. be optimistic. You'll know, be more.
1: optimistic, like Stephen Brault could be a two in a rotation. Like that's just being stupid. Oh, like, yeah, that, no, I'm the one that always goes optimism, up one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Optimism at some point, you got to throw it out the window occasionally. So if I say that Stephen Brault is a five on his best day, that means he's not a big league starter.
1: <laughs> Doesn't equate to being a big league starter when you're a five Cubs. on your best day.
0: God, I mean, Brault might be, Brault might start a game in the first week of the season. Or else, like if Wade Miley, like, cut off one of his arms. <laughs> <laughs> Wade Miley, sneaky of Chicago Cup. Uh, Adley Rutschman is a Baltimore Oriole, but he will not be a Baltimore Oriole for the first week of the season. The Orioles are shutting him down for two to three weeks with a tricep strain, according to Nathan Ruiz of the Baltimore Sun. This was a guy, the top prospect in baseball by some, uh, that was – a likelihood to break camp with the team. And now it's a 0% chance that he breaks camp with the team. I just feel bad for the Orioles, man.
1: <laughs> you bad can, for Adley. The, the AL East is fireworks right now. Everybody's making moves, trades, you know, everybody's loading up. And then the Orioles, their number one prospect, arguably the best prospect in the entire game, but he's number three on just baseball.com. That's not a good sign for the Orioles, and this is just not going to be their year. I mean, th- that doesn't have any. I mean, Adley just being out a week, but it's it's tough times right now in Baltimore.
0: That's why they got to go sign Correa to one year, eighty four million dollars, eighty five million. I heard I heard Astros offered eighty four. Baltimore's in on eighty five. Fuck yes. Okay, cool. And then Colorado is going to up it to one hundred. They're in on right? ninety. Yeah, they're in on ninety.
1: You ninety. The, you know who's been one of the biggest pursuers of Chris Bryant? The Rockies. The Colorado freaking Rockies. Yeah, they've
0: long that been was... number one. Uh, that I, I was just Winning texting. There. I was texting with Ethan Badowski, who writes for us. Uh, Ethan does great work, and he is also a Chris Bryant truther like I am. Uh, mm-hmm. We might be the president and vice president. I'll let him take the, the president title of the okay. Chris Bryant fan club. And, I mean, we, we kind of bonded over the idea, like, I just have to be able to watch Chris Bryant. Like, I don't want to have to watch Rockies games. So I need Chris Bryant going anywhere but the Rockies. But Ethan brought up a great point. He said, "But if KB goes to the Rockies, that finally gives me an excuse to get a purple jersey." Said, okay. Can
1: I sell you on watching the Rockies no. for a second? No, I'm going to do it. Anyway. Thanks for the offer, though. Brendan Rodgers is talented. Watching games that the Rockies play in is always chaos. I'm telling you, it is entertaining. Like when it's Rockies Dodgers at Colorado, the Rockies win like 11 to eight. And it's just mayhem. And I'm telling you, some of those games are really fun. I've been on a lot of overs in Colorado. So I have been watching some Colorado Rockies games. I'm telling you, they are entertaining. Whether the players on the field are that high powered, it doesn't matter because
0: just stuff happens at Coors Field. They are entertaining. You should watch I, You know, I also kind of love Connor Joe. Uh, that's not a guy that you got to when you were naming players who should get more respect before the lockout was over the lockout ended. So you didn't have to do that anymore. Um, over, Connor, Joe, Connor, Joe, I'm Connor in. Joe's good. Herman Marquez is
1: fun. You know, he's, a, he's actually a good pitcher. Austin Gomber, there. the guy that got in the Arenado deal. It wasn't all for nothing. Cause Austin Gomber is going to be a pretty good pitcher for them next year. They signed Chad Cool and Jose Iglesias, so those are technically players who will be on the field. I don't hate watching Ryan McMahon, right?
0: Yeah, DJ Crone. I don't mind watching Crone. I don't mind watching Kyle Freeland actually either. Rymel Tapia. I mind watching him. <laughs> That that I'm okay with. God, uh, anything else we gotta hit? There's been think, a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just feel like we're we're on the hamster wheel right now. And then once opening day comes, we're gonna just get right back to baseball. I'm so excited. Spring training ball starts today, right? Doesn't it start on Thursday? Pretty sure it's
1: already. Is it Thursday? God, the the days and the times are just going so crazy. We're all live on TikTok right now as well. How you doing over there, TikTok? Chilling.
0: Organized games start today. Happy start of organized games.
1: College baseball is still going strong too. Minor league starting up soon. Baseball is so back and this is so much fun. And then tomorrow's podcast, any of the deals that we missed on this one, because we are recording, of course, it's around 2.48 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. We'll just cover them again on the Friday episode. So make the Just Baseball show your go-to coverage for all the trades and free agent signings we're going to be talking about all of them also on justbaseball.com we have a full free agency thread updated every single minute by our guy Ryan Finkelstein our managing editor he's been just humming along moves on on Instagram which is tagged right here on our we're live on TikTok right now it's right here but also for the people watching on YouTube and um, listening to the podcast on audio, Just Baseball fans, at Just Baseball fans, TikTok and Instagram, we're updating you guys on every move, all the injuries and all that kind of stuff. We're just humming along. Also, go get some Just Baseball merch. We, we got some merch sales yesterday. People are getting their hoodies. People are getting their t-shirt. I'm rocking the polo right now. Uh, but people in the TikTok comments are just wondering whether Jose Ramirez will be a Blue Jay, and I gotta be honest with you, it seems unlikely, but if they do get him, it's over. They're the best team in the American League and they probably are the best team in baseball unless the Dodgers then get Freddie Freeman, then Blue Jays, Dodgers of the World Series. If they get J-Ram and Dodgers get Freeman, it's, it's, it's a
0: rocket show. Listen. I'm Astros. turning off the stove. I'm walking away from the stove right now. I, we got spring training baseball today. 105 first pitch. The Red Sox and the Twins at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers. Michael Feliz is the only named starter for tomorrow. Right now, have you ever heard that name before? Michael Feliz, I have. Right-hander. Right. Yes, you had like a you had like a one and one and a half chance of getting that right. Got it right though. Michael Second. Feliz, nickname is Fuego. So I assume that we'll be seeing 96.
1: I could, I, could, I, could, I could side with 96. I'm just excited to see baseball get. Remember, spring training is where, you know, Jack and I, we, we did our predictions for the next year. Guess what we saw? The Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had nine of the 10 hardest hit balls in spring training. So we're like, you know what? I think it's a good idea to bet on him to hit the most home runs in 2021. And what did he do? Hit 48 home runs and tied Salvador press. So, and also, Jack, we got to tease something that's coming soon
0: next week next week we are uh, starting our positional top tens
1: remember those bangers people the top 10s were back top 10 catchers on monday so we're doing a big free agency kind of a recap on friday next week top 10 catchers it's gonna be mm. nice
0: and enjoy mm. your college hoops folks and with that thank you everybody